Primo, Christmas, here we go. We are feeling festive in Cumbernauld tonight. This is Scrams Jams, a Screamo podcast, episode 18. You were like, Scramster coming in there? Scramster? A Christmas Santa? A big fat Christmas in. Santa. <laughs> a big jolly. A big... Oh, oh, oh kids! Do you like uh, portrait? <laughs> um, <laughs> here we go, episode 18. Let's let's cut to the chase. We've got Davy McClizzle with us. How ah, are you? I'm alright, I'm alright, man. I mean, I'm alright. Alright. I'm alright. Dave went to see Ocean Gullah scene this week. And I've not COVID. Just for reference, just so we can. <laughs> Aye, man. Just in terms of his credibility, Aye, talking man. to you for the next hour and a half about scrams. Ocean Colors. Ocean Colors. Who cares, man? Um, Mark Finney, <laughs> how are you doing, my man? I'm doing good, man. But let me tell you, it's no fun being the postmodern Buckfast child when no one knows what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, just hand, man. That was amazing. <laughs> that was really good. It was really, really, really good. I don't know if this guy counts as like a anything sort of special. No, nah, absolutely he's been not. on a couple of times. Um, David McLaughlin is back from San Francisco and he joins us and we are delighted to see him. Good to be here. I have a desire for discourse. Oh, oh, oh Jesus. Jesus. So that's a highbrow one tonight, isn't it? Two, two, two puns already. Scrams puns already. Highbrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, festive Christmas Screamo podcast. There can't be too many people who are interested in, in such a thing, but if you are interested, keep listening to us talking about... You know, most people are seriously depressed at Christmas. Yeah, Seems yeah. right up screamers <laughs> to me. <laughs> Think of all those people that are alone. Most people are, you're most people are seriously depressed. 80% of people just kind of be <laughs> fucked with this time of year. Um, talking about, we're talking about Orchid. We're talking about Orchid. What, 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 what album are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about... Let's sort it out right now before we go any further. What actually are we talking, about? We're we're talking about, about? Orchid's third album, which is called, it's actually just called Self-Titled, but everybody calls it Gatefold. Gatefold. It's commonly known as Gatefold. Because it folded into a gate on the thing. <laughs> a garden gate. I've actually no idea about that. That's right, isn't it? It's just uh, the fold, exactly. the fold in the record on the CD. Uh, I think LP. this... So this brings us back round. We've been doing doing this for nearly a year now. The very first um, episode of Scrams Jams was me and Finney sitting in a wee room nervously talking about chaos as me. Um, And we're now 18 episodes down the line and we're back to Orchid. I don't remember remember that episode. Sound like a lot of rubbish to me. It was definitely, definitely a lower quality. Well, it was definitely about a third lower quality than normal. Well, let me tell you, Dave, it was the most listened to episodes. Every <laughs> other episode, so but people get doubled, up, yeah. People went back and doubled down just to cleanse their brains. <laughs> um, and it feels like a while we've been, it's been sitting there, hasn't it? Gatefold's just been sitting there like, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. And we need a good reason to get to it. And the good reason, I guess, is, is Dave coming back for... For Christmas, and here we are. This was my jam. Yeah, this is this is going against you. I'm no I'm no counting this as my pick because I want. Oh, we want. Oh, we want. I think I claimed this. I did this. I was on here. Yeah, 
claimed it like claimed I said I claimed it like West of Scotland claimed like they fucking claimed me I don't know threatened to oh, battle well. gatefold threatened to battle do you threaten to battle gatefold you're claimed surely I've been away for too long anyway. <laughs> people don't claim people in San Francisco David we're much more civilised than that <laughs> <laughs> Right, Finny, you know the script. Let, tell us about Orchid. Tell us about... Surely everyone who's listening to this right, knows okay. about Orchid. Uh, so, yeah, everybody knows about Orchid. So this is their third album. So uh, the first album was Dance Tonight, Revolution Tomorrow, 2001. Um, and then... I think it's more poetic to say the last album. Oh, goodness. This was That's what? why people are depressed at Christmas. We yes. chat like that. that's a, <laughs> I actually got that wrong. Chaos is Me was the first album in uh, 1999. Um, and then it was Dance Tonight, Revolution Tomorrow, and then Gatefold came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. And they had a, another compilation album called Totality uh, after they broke up, which was kind of all the the splits and hard-to-find out-of-print tracks. The Skull record. Um, but this was the last thing they brought out as a band at the time. Um and it was recorded by their guitarist, Will Killingsworth, as well. So it's got a really different sound to the previous albums that were recorded by Wait. our man. Oh, what? This album's not the, the work of the King of the Swingers? No, it's not. The Jungle VIP? I think this one's got more than the Bare Necessities. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, it's definitely a, a completely different sound to the previous two. Aye. See, um, just on that, though, we should update people just to let them know that like the red triangle has actually shut down permanently now, I know, so I know. Like that the news came through that if Kurt if you're listening to this mate, we would have <laughs> loved to have you over but the red triangle shut, so maybe Kurt's got the money to invest in it and o- reopen it. Build a new one? We could have a we could have a snooker hall and a sort of scram studio in the back. Ah, you could do that. Cumberland old Anyway, we digress but Anyway, mm-hmm. aye, so we'll, we'll, let's check out the members on this album then. So on the bass, we've got Jeff, uh, Jason on vocals, Will on guitars, keyboards, sound collage, and uh, Jeff on the drums. And then obviously Will, uh, he uh, produced the album as well. Um, and also the artworks from Jason as well, and C. Penry, um, who had done the design and illustration of Angela Davis, which is the... The woman on the front. The front. Spitting um, orchid. Iconic album cover. It is actually a pretty iconic album cover, and it? it's totally. Ah, it's amazing, man. Kind yeah. of a baller move to do a double. The gatefold was normally it's designed to have a double, Aye. double vinyl, and they've went. We're only going to have one record, but we're doing the case. Um, what's the vocalist name? Is that on your Jason? Jason. Jason. Aye. Outstanding. I had so picked this um, t- picked <laughs> picked this twelve inch out of my um, collection of vinyls before we before we started tonight. And what I found on it was bits of blue tack in every corner, which means at some stage I have blue tacked this to my wall. To your wall. In an absolute Wait, screamo. Could you have put it in a frame? And try to blue tag it to the inside of the frame. I don't know, man, but you can see here that it's all pure ripped at the side, <laughs> nah. man. Where the blue tag stuck to it's it. Pure man. oil, pure oily grease like stain a, on a it. Grease stain there. From so something. does that mean you blue tagged the artwork? 
and you displayed the lyrics. Ah, yeah, I look. It was up. It was up like that, so you could see the lyrics and the <laughs> descriptions. <laughs> pure tiny. It's pure tiny writing as well. Imagine being up near wall, pure like right up close to his wall. See the yeah. the woman in front. Do you know who is? Is it? No. I it's nah. Angela Davis. It's, well. Aye, it's Angela Davis. Aye. <laughs> but do you know what she done? She, she did was. Did you know a, that? We Angie. Well, well read. Aye, so she was a political activist, philosopher academic scholar and author and she was a member of the communist party usa mm. um and a founding member of committees of correspondent for democracy and socialism so she's be- basically we're saying is she's basically better than us aye i would say so aye, she is an author of over 10 books on class feminism race and the u.s prison system wow so quite a quite a Quite an interesting That's quite a CV. She, she probably feels quite bad then that her face was against my wall <laughs> rather than being I actually, facing out. Oh, fuck. What a... I can, can you well, to be fair, if she was facing it, she would have had to have looked at you. But can it's you true. imagine how that conversation goes with her? Like someone goes, do you know that you're an icon? <laughs> and the scream will say that she goes, what's scrum? <laughs> <laughs> and then she listens, she goes, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> what, you just open your mouth and he goes oh god oh, oh dear who is this oh it's a you know, flattery so I think I think tonight what all we need to focus on given that we're talking about an album that's that's so good that we've all listened to for for years and years we all know inside out I think the most important thing that we can expend our energy on is not pressing pause on the recording oh, halfway through well there's only one person with the ability to do that we need to address this fact that the last episode we pressed pause halfway through. I know, I know, we have to, like, Gary, why did you do it? Aye, Gary. Gary, you really fucked it up, mate. You threw us off with that shacket, man. You came in with your shacket, wearing it, and it just confused everything. It's a pretty high bar to be a guest on this show. Well, no. It's been severely lowered in recent weeks, (laughs) if you know what I mean. I think what we need to also tell um, people that... Two and a half people that are listening just now. <laughs> Steve Carlin's got COVID. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say Mark Finney's got a news, but yes, <laughs> Steve Carlin's got COVID. That is much bigger news. That is bigger news. <laughs> Steve fucking C has got the COVID fucking D. Paco Mari variant. <laughs> the how, how bad is your work night out? <laughs> more chance of getting COVID at it than an ocean uh, trouble. Uh, ocean Actually, more scummy than an Ocean Car scene gig. The East Cove Ride variant. That's oh, crazy. Wow. Anyway, right, let's let's talk about this oh, album. Finney's so, got a new house. Yeah. Do you want to oh, talk about Finney's new house? Finney's got a new house. I've got a new house, eh? <clears throat> got it today, so there you go. The good thing about Finney's new house is it is even closer to my <clears throat> house than his previous house. And his previous house was a three and a half minute walk. <laughs> which basically means me and Finney can... Uh-huh. Get to the Scrams dungeon to record nonsense about Scrams Without really, me? really quickly. Imagine you in, in your thirties and your best pal, you can walk to his house. It's brilliant, man. It's good, eh? And you're in a suburb. A what? A, a suburb. <laughs> what do you call it here in a suburb. Scotland? Scheme. A scheme. And you're, in <laughs> <laughs> and you're in the house projects. Tams you actually undressed up or you just need your shirt off? I don't know what I'm doing. Is that a shirt or a shirt? Wait for Dr. Shacket. It's definitely a shirt. There's one more if it was Finney's birthday last week. Right. Oh, so it was. He went out for a nice Chinese with his missus, didn't he? You did. And uh, the last pod, you were talking about. Um, we were talking about records that you. Was it if you had one record? 
that you would uh, you would like to have that you don't have your favourite record aye what did you say Lacquiette oh no danger is this happening <laughs> Oh, oh, man. oh, my boy. That's amazing, man. David just handed Mark Finney the Lacquiette 10 inch. Wow. That's amazing, man. Thanks so much. No worries. Have you got a record player? You've got a record player as I well. I have a record player, eh? Happy days. Have you guys uh, considered YouTube? But I've made that moment a lot more tender. I'm going to go home and terrorise my wife with this album. <laughs> well, that's a great present. Well done. That's amazing, man. What is that oh. number two on the all time? I'm the best friend. I'm Mark's best friend. <laughs> what, what a moment, man. What a I'm moment. Mark's best friend. Look, I get him little presents and everything. Fuck off. <laughs> right. Let's, right. Let's, right. Let's get on with this orchid <laughs> episode. Right. Very quickly then, McGee, this is your pick. Why did you want to talk about Gatefold? Well, well a couple of reasons. But the... the the reason I claimed it was because it's probably up there with my couple. I mean, I'm going to spoil the scores or whatever, but it's one of my favourite. This is a good one because I hated this album the first time I heard it. Oh, wow. Because mm-hmm. Finney was saying it's very ah, different to the previous hi. Orchid albums. So uh, when you get into a musical genre and it's been gone for years and then you just consume everything at the same time, you don't have the natural progression with the band. So I can yeah. imagine like most kids that were like listening and growing up with the band, this progression made sense. But for me, it was like chaos is me. It was like the greatest thing of all time. And then yeah. why is this guy talking about sex? <laughs> and and, like, and da- dance tonight in chaos is me in a similar sort of bracket. Aye, it like was... it's a similar sort of vibe. And this is aye. quite different. Eh? This is like a completely different ball game to everything that they did. In my opinion. But as I got older, did the band thing and kind of started to feel similar vibes to these lyrics, I was like, oh my God, this album's a masterpiece. So uh, that was uh, that was my wee... That's your wee... That's well, your thing? That's my thing. That was your thing? That's your thing. It's funny, like, obviously we're going to get talking to us in the, about this in the record, right? But, <clears throat> like, a lot of the... This is a kind of, like, I guess a love-hate thing, or not. It seems to be like it's quite a divisive record for Orchid, for, or for Instagrams. Some people absolutely adore it. Some people dislike it. And it seems to be a lot of the dislike was aimed at the vocalist. Right? Would you say that's fair? Is that, is that still accurate today? So, I, not, well, I don't not listen to the record personally, no, but it seems to be that like the... I remember people saying at the time, does he scream I anymore? I, I don't even know where, does. I have no idea where. I, does, I, we could talk about that, I think, talk about that as we listen to the songs, Aye. but there's something different about Aye. this record and how it's produced and how he sounds. and How everything sounds, though? Yeah, that's a, because of what I was getting is like a, unjust because everything has, everything changes a bit well that's why I made that, that, that comment about this being the last album is it's really interesting to consider the three bands that sprung out from this immediately uh, it was Wolves Panthers and then well Ampere didn't happen immediately yeah, but yeah. pretty soon after like if you l- trace those three bands you can hear all of them in this record mm-hmm. aye definitely I think, see the sound of this album as well, you can tell that the that guitarist has produced this because the guitars are loud as fuck, drums are really low in the mix, you can barely hear the cymbals uh, at all. Yeah. Um, 
the drums are just kind of like in the background keeping it going really um it's so different for like chaos is me or uh, dance tonight or even totality as well obviously mm-hmm. but that was i think they were all recorded well they're all recorded with cut blue and probably Aye. similar studio setup and stuff so it's it's the interesting i wish they had the same producer for this last album because they think there's there's two really different things about this album compared to all the other orchid ones is one the there are songs where it's basically all about the vocalist Aye. and there's really not any scram songs where why would you write a song to go oh he's going to scream like you just wouldn't do that but he's clearly wanted to start doing different types of vocals and they've either humoured him or did he write the song I don't know Aye. there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of spoken shouty vocals on this Compared to the like the other albums is just fucking straight uh, hardcore scrums, uh, um, and I think that's why they've sort of focused in on the the vocals being higher in the mix. Um, but I fucking love it. I, I prefer I, well, I prefer this to the other Orchid albums. Yeah. Spoiler, spoiler. Alert. spoiler I think we should. I think we should crack on. Crack Let's on. Start to should, so uh, this is what nineteen songs. I think there's would you say two instrumentals? So it's a lot to get through, but they're all. Sh- I think it's 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 less than half an hour of music, which is mm-hmm. twenty four minutes. In, it's interesting. Um, so here is the first song. I guess we've got so these two songs we've got Amherst Pand- Pandemonium Part 1 and Part 2 interesting way to kick off the song and uh, kick off the album sorry and you're straight in with like that that weird sort of recording method they've got where everything sounds like it's it's through a tube aye it's just a big fuzz like like a Queen's, Queens of the Stone Age sample exactly exactly that so as it's record- so as it's next door you're like in the wee studio room and they've not put the I've not pushed the button. Aye, 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 I don't mean aye. Um, aye, it's a great, a great start. Just bursts in um, with the first couple of lines that like, you own, you own everything. That's why there's nothing new. And this is the face of the change. It's, face of the change. <laughs> How good is it, man? Oh, it's fucking it's glorious, isn't it? Aye. And I think it, what every song on this has got a memorable moment. Yeah. Every song has got a memorable memorable line, memorable we hook hook, like riff, everything. Uh, like everyone. You also yeah. can't fucking beat the wee symbol choke that starts the song, like in the background. We should spot the drummer. Aye. Aye. I didn't, I didn't notice that one, but there you go. It's lovely. It's absolutely My lovely. biggest it's lovely. The, the thing that I noticed straight away with the sound is his voice. Is a wee bit tired. And I'm wondering if, like, 
last album, does he really have it in him anymore to keep screaming? So that's what happened to me. Aye. I couldn't really do, do it. Do you think any. that's maybe the with the changing uh, vocals? We forced, are we forced change? They must have played, like, if you think about how... Um, uh, and you can't... Uh, surely if you do that, you're just going to destroy your throat over the years. There's only so much honey and chai tea you can drink, you know? <laughs> you know? True <laughs> It does... It adds range, though. Right away, This the first bit of this song, you can hear the different... It's got range. Like, the whether you like your scrams to be screamy or what, I mean, first of all, you're like, oh, man, this actually adds range to this. Yeah. Like, forcing yeah. to play, like, loads of cards yeah. instead of just... You know what I mean? But, I mean, that's literally what happened to me is I couldn't do what I used to do, so I had to start... Adapt. And then people ended up liking it more. Aye. But it wasn't by design, it was by accident. And I I wonder, I'm wondering if this album is a wee bit of that. Might be, you might be absolutely spot on. So um, I've seen the old guard running around. All these kids are cops in my town. And it's just like the the vocals all the way through this album are, are, are tremendous. But you get the you get the themes from it. Also, helpfully, um, and the and in, in the inside of the record you've got the a, a small description of each song which kind of takes away the fun a wee bit from us because usually <laughs> people if anybody's listening to this for more than one episode you'll hear me and Dave and Finney fumble our way around like I think he means this man no I think he means this and sometimes actually bands have got in touch and said that's not what we mean <laughs> <laughs> like for these speeds guy was like no that was absolutely nowhere near <laughs> oh, <that's> rubbish <laughs> So we don't, <laughs> we've not got that luxury tonight because we, we actually know what the guy's talking about. I don't think that should stop us. No. Putting, because listen, Definitely. listen, Love it. whatever this means, it doesn't matter what the guy who wrote it meant. It's the guy who's listening to it that can take the meaning for it. Ah, that's so true. Yeah, he's got a life of his own. I feel like we should just whatever say, any, any future scrams, writers, like, don't put the meaning in the hang, just enable us a wee bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we've got plenty of mileage to go with this and if you write the, the meanings of the songs yeah. then we're just going to be wrong clearly all the time but a lot of these meanings are like lyrics anyway you don't know what the hell they mean so it's true that aye true yeah, how good is a bit at the end where it's like it sounds like a fucking a new metal band's practicing next door how good is the song play more of that please the bat is like, cool. This is the face of the You can just imagine Papa Roach coming in and going, uh, wow! I don't know if they've done that as a wee joke or something. But realised it was But this was, was this not one of his, so good. the guitarist's first, produ- I mean, he was producing for a while, but like, Aye. imagine you, you want to show off, right? Yeah. Aye, it's amazing. It's such an amazing wee bit. And it's like, you're like, oh, what is this? And then we'll burst into the part two of the song. Um, part two. Part two. Bust right in, go. So, uh, this mm. is Ampere's Pandemonium Part Two.
And the big connection to part one is this old guard idea, right? Imagine, uh, imagine like naming your band old guard. You need to be a total <laughs> dick. You'd have to love these two songs. This is actually where that actually I it was um so it was uh Gar- it was Gary's ideas. Garrett was on the last episode, it was his idea to call Old Guard. Half of the last episode, so yeah. Half so, the last episode. For, right. last episode yeah. <laughs> for you cut him off. Aye. I cut him out. I don't know if sh- I don't know if he's shit. <laughs> How did it came in here with his shacket and you know, I came in here, here talking shit sh- about Perth. You come in here wearing that you come in here wearing that, I'm just gonna cut you out. <laughs> <laughs> the old guard is dead. The old guard is paused. The shacket is dead. <laughs> I've seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> I think we should regroup and strategize. Um, there we go. There oh, we are. Complete the circle. Yeah. Uh, Nelson, with that song where we crack right on, you get in to say David McGlizzle. Aye, the name, ma'am. I'm here, so obviously, that's, is that you say that's where they're from? Aye, aye. There you go. Well, I just think that, what, so that I, I found this interview with him online. So we should talk about the vocalist for a wee minute. Let's talk about the vocalist what, for a minute. What's he doing? What's the deal with the... What's he doing? <laughs> hey, what is he doing? What is he doing? So is he like a professor? No. <laughs> is he a hardcore activist at the forefront of all these with social ten, movements? With ten books on feminism, is he? <laughs> no. <laughs> is he a DJ? Is he a depressed philosopher sitting in his basement writing a hundred At Christmas? Because it's <laughs> de- only depressed because it's Christmas. Yeah. No! <laughs> what so is he, Dave? He's a stand-up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's the deal with Screamo? <laughs> Are people actually screaming in there? Fair play, man. That's, that's pretty good. But he, he, he did a wee interview and he uh, I, I read it. If you if you Google Jason Green and read this interview, they'd ask him ten years later, what did it feel like to be an orchid? And he talks about it. It's kind of interesting, but he was basically just saying, "Ah, oh, it's cool." Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. But he talks about like they were saying, "What are your lyrics about, or what did you want to achieve?" And he has this whole thing, basically what the song is saying, which is he's very left leaning and he wants he wants him to be a bit more aggressive. He just he thinks that liberals are scared of change, so they should. But if they could just just get the if they could aye. just regroup and strategize, you know, like everybody wants the change. I guess it's like. And I was reading these likes. I've gone. God, we're still talking about the same thing. The same things. Defund the police. Black lives uh, matter. All the same things. Think, but that's that all the lyrics for for these albums. All screamo albums. are like things are like. Oh, that's still happening. Like all these issues. I know, nothing much changes. You just want, you just wonder how uh, screaming to forty people in a basement helps the situation. <laughs> I know. Well, but changes but a few minds. That's it. Uh, We're talking about it now. Talking about it. Obviously, that's an, that's American politics. Like vet always centre right, always centre right, and you're saying if they if people act, people actually do kind of want stuff, but they just we need to regroup and strategise to. Well, I think he's just. I actually think he's just making fun of the whole. Well, see the the note, end, the endless loop of this. The note mm-hmm. in the lyrics about uh, what these two songs are about. It says, um, "The people in charge are boring, white, rich, are boring, are boring, white and rich. Cause as much trouble as you can while you still have the heart. Defend the status quo and join the cops. Society equals racket." 
That's it. Like, I mean, see, we, hit, we, we were talking about the Louise Seifert discography. Like, there's Hunter's a. Aye. Basically, say the chat. All these guys were on the same. Everybody feels the same. Guys and girls singing about the same handbook. I mean, I think that's it, right? It's that whole while you still have the heart. That's the. But do that's you know, the heart of the thing. Do you know? And I guess is where, like, again, Scrams has got like a. Has got the golden ticket because. Obviously, like punk has, whatever anything heavy. But actually, if you've got like the thing that we always thought with Scrams and what was so drawn to it was because not only. Did these people say these things? But in their behaviour, the way that they'd conducted all of their business, how they, how they booked all their shows, how they went about all their recording and releasing, they walked the walk and didn't yeah, just he, say... He actually talks about that in the interview and he says, look, this genre of music might not be as well as it was, but the DIY spirit has never... Like, all the businesses are dying. It was, it's, it's a pretty cool interview, that, that, but that was what was awesome about like this anyway. Like ever, we all liked heavy music, and it was a good part of like yeah. me anyway that was drawn into the scene because it was like this is doing it right. That's a good segue into the next song. Chaos in media. Is it? <laughs> wow. All right. Oh my. These God. boys are struggling, but it's song three okay. of nineteen. Say something about this about this song. So song number three, Chaos Ain't Me. Uh, it it broke my heart, to be honest. That was just heartbreaking. I do or well, I did have a black t shirt oh, with an orchid patch on it yeah, that yeah. said Chaos is me. And then this guy is cutting about saying Chaos certainly ain't you, no matter what the shirt says. And I'm like, oh no, I'm going to bin my, going to bin my, my, my brilliant t-shirt I had. That I had he a, made. I bought a t-shirt and stitched a, stitched a big patch on it. Chaos, chaos is me. Next thing I'm like, oh no, chaos ain't me. Sorry, I've been told something different. You've been done. You've been stitched up. Did you buy a book? Hey, I've got bought multiple books. Imagine, imagine the, sh- imagine the shame. Unbelievable. I've been self-owned. <laughs> Disaster, Bill. You had many t-shirts that you'd stitch together on your own. Amen. Here, by the way, can yeah, I just... As DIY a, as spirit. A complete... Circle takes a square, no, no. Circle takes a square. Amen and Orchid for my homemade t-shirts. But I, I know this isn't popular, right? And Amen are dynamite. I was listening to them this week and I love Amen. Still to this day, um, we've come for your parents as yes. like an oh, unbelievable oh. album. Yeah, so you were shaking your head a minute ago, but hey, come on. This no, is how drive. you. This is how you lose. <sighs> this is how you lose listeners in a screamo podcast. Start talking about amen. amen. They were they were kind of DIY. Until they, 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 they stole everybody's money. Out in Virgin, didn't they? Then <laughs> called himself. Hey, the guy the guy, guy called himself Casey <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> Back to Orchid. musically though. Musically, DIY, yeah. But back to Tam's point, how would you know if he's talking about you or not if you had a chaos as me patch 
And you made it yourself on your T-shirt? Well, it made me feel pretty Did bad. Did you wear it for too long? <laughs> was it stinking? I it was reeking. One of those sweaty T-shirts I've got. I feel... I just smell like pure rubber. Put it on, it's straight away stinking. <laughs> this could be a song about crusties in the DIY scene. They wear their shirts for too long. They smell. True. And he's like trying to get laid. So getting in the way of his hole, bringing birds to gigs. I thought you were going to say getting in the way of his hole. <laughs> no, I was going to say David McLaughlin. We <laughs> are in the 21st century. <laughs> and this is not the podcast. <laughs> Take that trash to Joe Rogan, okay? Dial it back. Is that what you're saying? I think so. Is it this song feels like it's about like. Uh, just being tired of the thing tired of it or I don't know is that a, seems like a fair you, big wave guys, goodbye did you guys get tired of it by the end no no never, never. We're, only, we're only going for long enough to get tired of it right? I'll tell you what though I think we get tired I get tired of uh, I think I get tired of a wee bit of the like this is exactly what you should do or something like I felt I always felt there was a wee bit of a Oh, that's not quite. I, uh, do you know what I mean? It's the behaviour thing. I always felt like we were a bit like they're annoying. What I I always I I love this song because I feel like it's it's more about when you're in these communities, right? That are supposed to be counterculture. There's a, there's this conformity within them, like you have to say the right counterculture things. You have to be against the the same things. And then we suffered from that a lot. Like people would say, like, oh. You're a screamo band, but you hate me. Aye. Aye. You'd be like, okay. <laughs> Aye. Didn't realise there was rules for punk rock, you know? Aye. So I think he's reached a point in his life where he's like, well, I quite like Dr. Good Sex. And, uh... Aye. Aye, maybe, yeah. maybe it, could be, it could be a vibe. It is a tune. Like, it is a tremendous tune. Good tune, um, very short, and it's good. Just lots of good short songs at the start of the album. You haven't really said anything about the guitar tone, which I always find really interesting. And in oh, and this, how's that changed from the previous records? I well, it's completely different. It's like it's less. I think it's less distorted or something, but more. I don't know. It's like it's he's losing using like a like more of a tube amp or something. Aye, it's really good. I love actually I love the guitar tone on, on this album well, the, and I always tried to do it hmm. but then it wouldn't work because the, like your drums would be normal and he's put the drums right down in this so I think that's where never, the, drums, the drums should be at the bottom of the mix aye always <laughs> the bottom and forever the, wrong, the bottom rung to be fair the, 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 the chat about the guitar tone is probably best well, ex- accentuated at the next song. Exactly, I was going to say that. So let's move on to the next so, song because the next song is a, a really good guitar tone. So, right, okay, so the next song is called Loft Party.
to start this, eh? Oh. Tell me this passion's passe. Amazing. And the riff is, is fucking iconic. It's like... Do you think we use that term too much in this podcast? Iconic? Maybe, but this is. Well, we'll be talking about like... Well, you're a podcast talk, that reviews to- iconic scream albums. <laughs> 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 we're talking about all these fucking old albums. That's that, a good like, point. That's we're not talking point. about any new albums. Any bullshit. Uh, well, we should. We will eventually, obviously. But like, this this song is fucking... is, is an iconic song. Um, his voice is fucking amazing in this song as well. It's just... Here's, amazing. A, here's a question. You're just in, speaking, but it's so good. In 1999, what age were you? 17? No. No. Aye. No. 16. 16. 16. 15. What age were you? 15. 15. Back in 1999, all the kids stood in line. Quite a bit of question, right? We're talking about this song. <laughs> Is this song the more, like, the first one that's like that? Could have been older, Orchid. No, I I agree with what he what he just said. I think this is this is a, I think this is the first one that he uh, truly. It's like he's really leaning into that. Oh God, I don't have to just scream every single word. I no, but I you know vocally, hundred percent I'm with you. But musically, I think this sounds like this could have been on another. Oh, Jinx so? Aye. Well, so. so I think. I, if this this would be a closer on every other album uh, that uh, he did, yes, I would agree with that. because they, they had that similar vibe with the, the the closing songs on on Dance Tonight and the closing song Aye. Chaos Is Me. It's Big like the big, long, slow start, mm-hmm. and then ultimately all Orchid songs end up in Hunter's octave chords, <laughs> and I like I really I really muddied distortion. I think Which that's there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's, that's what I want to do. But this song comes out of nowhere, like just how epic it is after just like right away. burst and you're like, all right, and so we're doing this then? Of the nice. other songs on the album, this is the most similar to uh, Tigers with the uh, slow Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Spoken lyrics and stuff like that. But that guitar tone that's like so, uh, I don't know how, you, like it sounds like so clean or clear. Aye, it's really, it rings out, it's got a lot of sustain on it, it just, it just fucking goes, every note just goes, like Aye. fucking keeps going. I think this song on the whole album is the best marriage of what Orchid, like, y- you listen to old Orchid and it's all about, honestly, just the music, and he's just like, he's obviously an incredible vocalist and a lyricist, but he's just screaming over what they've wrote. Yeah. This feels like the first song where you kind of get evidence of like they've sat down and he said, "No, I, I want keep, that. keep playing that bit so I, I can. I, I want to start doing some stuff. Aye. I oh, that's start. that's fucking that. I would never like. I've never had that thought myself. But it's interesting to hear you say that. Um, what a, what an absolute tune! Like my boyfriend lives in Brooklyn, and it fits just right, too tight. <laughs> Um, 
unbelievable song. I mean, it's it's up there with one of the best, like one of my favorite songs in the album. And probably for most people, I think like if you, um, uh, even if you do something as simple as uh, start like going into YouTube and talking about Orchid, Screamo Loft Party is one of the first songs that comes up. So I think it's kind of quite a popular song. Um, Aye, I love it. see it as well when it gets to um, the end. Um, when we got it, you want it. Don't have it, you flaunt oh. it. The, the riff starts escalating. <laughs> you can't actually stop yourself. Aye, Finny's, Finny's doing, like, so actually what's <laughs> happened here, Aye. Finny's holding the cord in his hand and he's riding up and down an invisible fretboard, but G's at the other side of the room pumping his fist <laughs> in the air. Like, that's what this song does to you. And if you if you love Screamo, then you'll understand the so what, emotion going on this So what, guitarist he's doing that, like... Is that just like simple picking or what's he doing? It's it's, it's, why is that so epic? It's just some chords, but it's just the way he's playing it. It's just like emphasize. It's like orchestral. Oh, oh, it's like orchestral. We, we talked about this on the, aye, aye, on the aye, first aye. episode, the most popular uh, Scrams Jams episode. <laughs> well, it was just um, me and you. Third, just me and I, third, I third less good. Um, I th- I we're saying that how good orchid songs would be if a big full orchestra played them. Because the riffs are so fucking like epic. An orchestra. Yes, I think you made that joke on the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> Recycling. Oh fucking day again. It's been a long. To be fair, it's been a long year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're probably going to make the same jokes. We have been making the same jokes over and over again. Oh. Um, but... <laughs> made that time, Dave Shapsell. <laughs> 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 Dave was there. He's actually there. This is the first time I've had somebody on the no, pod. We spoke about it in the Envy episode. Oh, in detail. That's when we were pure and then discussed what it looked like. Never did. Fuck sake, man. Tim, did you not have a coffin pedal board at some point? Oh, did you? Oh, did you? Everyone's turned off. Let's go, Loft Party. Keep going. Right, I've got at the end of the song, so it's um, anyone else getting to say on that one? The song's fucking class. So, we're not talking about this song enough for some reason, but okay. There's 19 songs. It's so good. I know, it is so good. This this could be people's fucking heroes if it was Andy's fucking heroes. Oh, well, the breaks break it's down. Now, how does that sound? This is hard to pick. I found there was like four or five. I know I'm no spoiler. That's I think this next song, though, is like so far the music's been fairly in line with what they did before, but his vocals have changed and maybe right. they had some negotiations. But this next song, eh? Here we go. Song number five is. I wanna fight. memorable song in this album but the thing that was interesting to me when I was listening for this was it was the first time they gave it was like an attitude difference because in all their other ones he was either angry or emotion like he just broken up with his girlfriend or something but this one was a bit more like, you know, clicking his fingers and being sassy or well, I, there's a groove. Apparently this album is described as one of the first sass core 
albums. Yeah, like oh, Dolly's really? and Aye. all of that. Yeah, which is a genre that, to be honest, I wasn't really aware of until we started doing this. This is um, a this is a letter to you. I like that as an introduction to a, a song, but I mean, you can't for me. I mean, I do enjoy this song, but it's all about the last. The last two lines, <laughs> which will live long in the memory. I like, I like the wee riff that goes before that. Tell us about that. Dun, 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 so we can That's sassy. Dave's moving his hips. It's so sassy. <laughs> That's anyway, you look good. Tell us about that. <laughs> You're two lines there. You're looking what handsome. Is you? You're looking handsome. What a country guy. Do you know what? See, do you remember? Dave's line dancing. You're right about now. to get a visit from Doctor Goodsex. <laughs> <laughs> you have been selected by Doctor Goodsex. Prepare to please receive the bob. Please the... bend over. <laughs> Prepare to receive the bob. <laughs> so in the fuck's sake, boys. So in the in the summer we done an episode, and I think I spoke about how handsome everyone looked. And I was just about to fucking go to town and Dave, but then you guys. Are you doctor good sex? Um, not. <laughs> Big DR. I heard it's always a good idea on a podcast to talk about how people look. <laughs> right. Hey, let's go. Take oh, if you were only words. here, you could see what Take I Take our words for it. We are oh, so handsome. Like four most handsome. Really, really sexy. Four most handsome. Hello, guys. sexy. Have you ever seen a more handsome? Group individuals. Hello, sexy. <laughs> 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 Rubbing your home strings. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going here. Right, right I want to play these two the, lines, the last, man. Come on. Yeah, the last couple of lines go, Tam. I what forgot, do you like about them? I forgot your name, but I'd be happy to beat you to death with a pool cue. Shit. <laughs> That's a red triangle reference. <laughs> Kurt Ballou had must have had text text him like that here. But I need to get a fuck need to get something about the red triangle in this. Oh, what what a what a line. I would love to if beat I, somebody to death with a pill cue. If I can't be there to record it, promise me. Promise me you'll name drop that in there. So good line, to be fair. Very super, aye, very super good nice. line. Saucy. Um Let's aye. go. Let's go. Next song. Um, so I believe Dave you want to talk about this one so what is the next song this next song is A Visit from Dr. Good Sex So we just listened to that song and we, all, we, we were all moshing to it. So we were yeah. like, let's just put this on for a second. We don't often do that, to be fair, but we had to do it there um, because I wanted to listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like, I, I don't know. Do you know, I, don't, I never had the, I had the CD. I never ever read what this song was about, but I had a, always had a pure, like, meaningful, personal meaningful thing. It's just such a pure, amazing song. I love the... 
Tell us more about your personal connection. Good. Same as everybody doesn't. Like at some point in their life, when the day hangs at the. Dave is Doctor Good Sex. (laughs) The reason Dave likes this song is he thinks he's David. No. David Good Sex. Dave listened to this song when he bought a multi pack of Johnny's. (laughs) David Douglas Good Sex. And a major boner raid. This reminds me of when I visited someone. <laughs> I am David Goodsex. So it's funny, like it's funny to read the. It was funny to read the blog about that, and it was totally different from uh, the neonatic. <laughs> this not this one's. <laughs> this is, actually, this that is song was about having. For, this song was always about having the fear. About like, well, regret or something. Like this is, I always got that face. Wait, what exactly, exactly the type of thing that he was saying you shouldn't have in the blurb. So the the blurb is for people who have not got the record in front of them. Words like slut and whore are inseparable from the sexist attitudes that they were born from and serve no purpose besides shaming women out of embracing their sexuality, whoever that may be. Never be ashamed of your passions, your desires, your fantasies. Be safe, be honest. Have fun and make out with whomever you want. So like that, Amen. that last bit, right, was a person. I, I don't know. You, a, I think in a lot of these lyrics, he was a wee bit ahead of his time. Oh, definitely, totally, man. Like, Aye, totally, man. Yeah. The songs for not the riff, the, the the first couple of riffs are like classic or orchid octave. Yeah. Madness, like so good. Um, the pressure lips and. Push your hips. Aye, I've it's my so notes. Good, man. My notes. I've, I've got this as a frosting sex riff. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it's mad. It's pure chaos. It's pure like va- it's pure violence. <laughs> so I always, I always loved, I always loved, loved the line in this song, which um, uh, we were kissing an hour before our lips met. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh man, that's poetic uh, it's sticking to your emo roots man nobody like, knows for, what it means sure. but it's provocative <laughs> <laughs> it's not all about the songs the song stopping and I'm going I never want to like that in his voice when the way he does it like the, that that wave that quivering that quivering thing I know you pure aspire to do stuff like that at points like I mean every vocalist must because of this album never quite managed no, it that, the, the, this album the pure I never wanted I to have sex to you. <laughs> 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 uh, but that, and it busts into like a pure classic orchid mad end. The, the octave riffs going with an amazing, uh, it's just such a pure, tremendous song. This song's my fucking hero. It's probably not. It's definitely not the. It's, de- it's probably not the. Fact, I know it's not the best song on the record, but I think for whatever, all things considered, this is my fucking hero. hero you're, you're just calling well, it right now. Calling it right now. I think that's fine. Let's do it. Anything else to say on this song? Funny. Love it, and I love the the dancey riff. That's. Um, I start sweating ar- around the time oh. your hand hits my back, Aye. and it's like a. Like it's like a dancey riff. Aye. You just wait if My favourite thing about this song swing is, your hips. is it's basically an old orchid song with all the differences in the vocalist. Yeah, yeah. 
Sophia just wanted to do a like. Aye. And the production. Aye. So she just wanted to do a like, like for like. That's your jam. Because you mentioned the drums, right? And the drums are that da 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 And that is like something straight off like dance tonight, revolution tomorrow. But it's way more prominent. Like they've changed the mix so much. Aye. Okay. What I also love is the end, see the end of this song. But actually, but we missed a few of the wee, uh, wee intros, wee loop intros and wee aye, bits aye, in aye. between the songs. Um, but the end of this song has got like a kind of wee loop. There's a few different wee loops and they're all amazing. I love them all. Yeah. Um, and they're all good. <laughs> they're all, all like... amazing. And they make the album flow as well. Um, which all Orchid albums do flow in each other. Like every song flows. Um, but I feel this one is... They pay, they pay more attention to the, the transition between songs for, oh, it's for sure. Man. It creates like, a fucking... Right. In collage of so I've got some in fact I maybe save this for later actually but I've got a, a thought about this album that I'm going to need to say now before while it's in my head so I kind of fell out of love with this album recently the reason that I did is because it was on this playlist I had that I, I listened to a lot so I would only ever hear individual individual songs I can't do that man and I was like, oh, fuck. And, and we decided we were going to talk about this tonight. And I was like, oh, I couldn't really be bothered, to be honest. I thought, like, that. I'm not that excited about it. Last couple of days, listened to Always a Winner and remembered, instantly taken back to, like, five, maybe even ten years ago of hearing this album and going, this is an absolute masterpiece. Songs individually can let you down. But And then... When you listened to the whole thing, yeah. you were like, God damn, God damn. I'm that's a brand a, that's new interesting. Man. That means you picked songs on this mixtape and now they're no longer your favourite. So I've put, like, I, I put the whole album on a mixtape, but then if you listen... Okay, song number seven is We Love Prison. Go, let's go. song what do you like well the biggest disappointment for me with this song oh, was well, oh my god <laughs> you ask a guy what you like this is this is when you know we're slopping out already this is when you know you're hanging about with a special kind of guy and you say what do you like about this song and his response is what disappoints me about this song <laughs> jesus Christ, it's no, hey G-man. it's no festivus yet mate hey what's the deal hey, with the song well, the thing that disappointed me is that I always thought the lyrics in the song were "Don't let it out," and it turns out he's saying "Don't let it out." Good God, "Don't let it out." Don't let it out. Don't out. But he's got this like he's clearly getting confident. He's got this wee inflection where he's going "Don't let out." Why, why was that a letdown to you? Because I fucking loved that lyric. What? Good. Just, I don't know, there's something about like, don't, don't do that. Like, yeah. Does, see, dole, does it mean the same thing here as it does in America? Oh, so dole out is just like, getting it out. Dish, dish it out. Dish it out. Dish it out. Right, does, well, it, well, does it mean unemployment? <laughs> 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 does it mean unemployment, <laughs> mate? Aye, that's what I mean. Uh, no, it's just like, you know, 
give it out. Um, we love prison. And to say that we love prison, Dave? Nah, it seems to be like kind of dump some kind of dump sex dominance thing. <laughs> Which what? No, what? Right? Dave is so horny the night, man. It's true. I always, I always thought I was doing the lyrics. What is the official? So the, so I know <laughs> what actually. Ah, you might be right. Because I've been so bad, so bad, so bad. Good God, dole it out. Dole out, This is the first time you Submissive. Because I need to know, need to be told exactly what to do. Aye. Aye, you're, you could be right. Well, what did, what I've not thought it, of that before. What does it say in the official thing? So I guess I guess the the comment is, uh, so what if all the colleges burn down? Yeah, so I actually think that when you look at this, the We Love pr- President's College, and he's talking about the sort of futility and the almost uselessness of education. You think so? On this song? Mm-hmm. So what if all the colleges burn down? I can't recall a thing. What do you think he's, think he's talking about? His one night stand? You've got sex on the brain, sir. <laughs> <laughs> See, what, like, this, it's not a bad song, right, but it is, it's the worst song on the album, right? Um, I don't think it is. Not, right? I think it is, right? not even remotely about sex. I think this because it's like two separate parts of the song, right? This is this is two song ideas just jammed together, and see where it where it fucking just rings out before the dole out bit. Yeah, that's one part, and then the dole out bit is like another song, and they've just kind of put them together, and the vocals hold it together obviously, but like I feel like it's two separate song ideas that they've put together, and it works well on the flow of the whole album obviously because. Quick song, quick song, quick song, and it's fine. But like, that's so, probably that's probably the worst song in album. I think it's like so. Ah, so it says right. This is so mad. Like I've, I've I had the um, CD, and I don't ever remember reading the. I mean, the first line is "Got time to learn?" Question mark. It's a personal attack on you, teacher Dave. Well, I I might very busy. And if I did you in a classroom, I taught you better than that. Um, but, um, well, hi. Well, let's have a look at these. Got time to learn, then, and I don't recall a thing. As in, I don't. I never I, fucking learned anything. Probably right. I just thought in my. I just that's how I interpreted the song. I never had. I never read the. Well, I think we've been very clear. You oh, have. Oh, oh, absolutely. We've Crystal. been clear all the way through this that it doesn't really matter. But the guy, <laughs> see the guy, so, who's, the guy who's writing Jason, that song. Doesn't it matter what you Sorry, mate. Doesn't matter what you Well, at least this song's interesting because we all had different ideas of what it was about. So, doesn't, well, it, doesn't I, matter what you mean. Because but David, we'll take I must be right. No, but I think the next one is way up your alley. Okay. okay. Song number eight is Fashion Meets Passion. First two words misaligned, maligned. Where does my allegiance go? My, oh my god! Like this is this is like a. See, see for me, this is a chest 
pumping like my heart spits all. It's that's like amazing. It, it's one of those screamo moments for me that I, I wish I'd seen this live. I wish I'd been there and experienced mm. this because the amount of times I've been on my own listening to this song, like thudding my chest and absolutely like I, I would love to have been in a crowd and and witness that. I just you this is This takes me back to like we used to like randomly text each other like song lyrics and there's so many times I think if I searched my text history yeah. back to two thousand and whenever the fuck yeah. it'd be about a thousand saying where does my allegiance go? My heart spits so That's just the way it goes, man. I, I, then the next bit like the next bit, uh, that's just the way it goes. Cut off t-shirts make me feel fierce, but you're the dearest to my heart. That bit's got a riff that's like a pure, mm. like rocking, like head bobbing, fucking, you're on a rocking horse, just rocking. Oh, yeah. Just head bobbing on a rocking horse. Uh, and then the fucking, the last line just fucking kills you. That duplication of communique. It's fucking... This song must be 30 seconds long, eh? I know. Is it, it can't be much longer. This right? one is the most. I've, on my notes here, I've got this song is the most ampere like song. Oh, like it sh- sounds aye. the most like ampere. Yeah, it's the other kids. And I thought I've that got this that as well. Aye. aye, and I think that ampere was kind of an evolution of this album. Sound, this aye, sound. Aye, aye, aye. I think maybe it probably. To be honest, I think they probably maybe ampere got it a bit. The sound a bit better, maybe more concise. More, I, I think if Ork had done another album and he he produced it again, it would have been even better oh, than this. But wow. um, there's no, I, I that's I hypothetical say, because I think musically, but the the vocalist is such a big part of this record. Oh, that, absolutely. Yeah, there's no, like, there's no comparison. Like yeah. I like Ampere, but like no, I mean Jason that album is, is amazing, Jason Green is well. Probably the best screamer vocalist. I feel like the Ampere Oof, is... by the way. I yeah. would say. What are you best saying? Schemo, best screamer vocalist? I don't vocalist. think he's even close. He is. Wow. I think that's a big college. I mean, he did a rock about. band afterwards. Oh, I, I mean, there's only the cave-in guy that's even close. What? Interesting. Uh, like, to Brodsky? actually be a good singer and scream. Well, and this... this Sort of no, well, that, there's, 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 that you're hitting all sorts of no, 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 criteria like, for this thing. I know, like, I'll, like, let me, let me define that. We've been in, like, so see, like, sort of power violence, grams, like, heavy shit. Mm. Not the kind of City of Caterpillar or whatever, like, yeah, it's yeah. got a different kind of yeah, yeah. different styles in it. He's got, but the straight up scram shit and the current sort of fucking, what you call sass chord that you have now on that, this is. Supposedly, this album's a Sasko album. So he's got it all. He's got the range. Basically, he's, uh, he's got the range. range. And to be honest, I think if, they, if there was a, if he if Orton started doing post rock bits, I, I I would be confident that he could do some good shit as well. Is there any competition? Well, it depends. Again, depends what you're asking. What you're looking for. Well, like, so who well, who would you, you say then? Who who would you say yeah, that's, that's what I'm interested in? That's even close. Maybe the Euro bands or something. Like well, the, the, the quality of the Italian because they're just everything they say is musical. No, we thought we did. <laughs> oh, come on, the fuck, man. Oh. We we were so respectful to those guys, and you've come in <laughs> as a guest and just pure shat on that. Well, did you ever talk to them? It was oh, great. He just came in and caused the Brexit. Yeah. 
He's you you are Brexit. Yeah. That's the reason Brexit he's, happened. He's See guys like him. We were, we, I'm literally saying that the best screamo vocalist other than this guy. We were all happy in the EU. Guys like McGee caused from America. Caused doesn't even Brexit. live in the fucking Europe. Shouldn't even get a vote. The fucking Europe. I <laughs> not <laughs> 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 like can do everything. Like has you, he got the You never absolute... really answered the question though. Is there any other good uh, who else? And there's plenty of competition. But well just name name two. What are you <laughs> seen the other vocalists that we've said uh, the Dietro vocalists get an absolutely tremendous scream? Okay, no yes. me, I'm I'm like I'm so, so Euro, Euro. I'm, pre- I'm And the Shikari vocalists get an absolutely tremendous scream. And but you could talk about loads of vocalists that have got like tremendous screams. We're talking about like you I I take your point that he's got Range, all, variety. Range. He does have variety, and, and that's that's the important. The Dietro vocalist does have variety in that, but like Dietro vocalist doesn't have well doesn't have his the variety. No, I, so this was I obviously I love this podcast, right? But the thing that I didn't like the the chaos is me scores because I just thought he's didn't do it. This is like the best Screamo album. Chaos is me. Wow. In your opinion, and, and well, chaos is me was the but his voice on that album but is you a know vocalist. that was the most listened to episode. So yes, clearly uh, the best. I'm, I'm trying to get episode. you, trying to appeal to the listeners. Get on. <laughs> you don't want to give away too much about the scores here, but, but obviously your your top rated one would be Chaos is Me, and we're still talking about Gateful. So let's get to the right, Let's go. Next song, um, song number nine, uh, is an instrumental trail of the unknown body. Yes. Do we have time to talk about Amazing. an instrumental? Let's just be honest here. Can we just, I've got some things to say about it. Fucking. <laughs> How oh, do you guys I go? love this song. I fucking love this song. It sounds so good, man. Amazing bass. And the guitar's dead sparse. It doesn't really do much for a while. Yeah, yeah. And then it, later on in the song, it kind of starts right. fucking like chugging away. So that we can describe that. I think it's really like, interesting the first time you're talking about the guitars and stuff is the first song the inst- that he shuts up. Uh, maybe, this yeah. is all about him, this album, is that really awesome here? But this song is amazing, uh, for me it's got a fucking very clear memory, it was when I was at uni and um, I had a project to hand in and it was like, I'd kind of left it a bit late, right, so I had to do a fucking all nighter to hand it in, right, and there was like a, like a, a computer, like, room, a big fucking, big centre with hundreds of computers, right? Ah, uh, there you go, computer man. Um, and I had to go there fucking dead late and I was, I was working in my house and I was going, I'm so tired man, I need to fucking like, I need to do this, it needs to be handed in tomorrow. So like, I fucking went to the big computer lab and it was like two in the morning and I remember just walking in, like you're two in the morning, I was listening to this song, listening to Orchid, and this song came on just as I was walking in, like dun, 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 dun. I just remember just walking through and just going, fuck, I need to get this done man, I need to finish this. Nah, I did man, it's an orchid all night and fucking got it done. And it's just got that memory like a pure late night fucking Aye. Aye. like oh, I love I, do I, you I, mean? love, I love that chat. Like nostalgia I, I, I love Aye. I love hearing what songs remind people of man. Like I think that's so so interesting. So as an like I like the instrumentals on this, but there's two, so um this one and then the other one is it later on? It's the last song in the album. Aye, aye. Um, there's a few other ones that are not named as instrumentals, but they're like kind of outros. Like, aye. 
Oh yeah, like, we yeah, end between about say. There's one at the start of one of the Elliot West songs later. It's just all drums. It's amazing. But the, this one here feels like it could be a this is this sad, is like, just big sad song. It's one of the longest songs in the album. Right. This so, is like two minutes. So, so here's my question: If you is this the last song on side A? I don't know. You've got the record. I had the CD. Well. So this is, <laughs> he doesn't know. So this is, this is Tom, song number Tommy nine of 19. Too much blue tack. So on. potentially... So here's, here's an embarrassing fact. Inside um, Thomas Patterson's Gatefold record is... Not the actual Gatefold record. It's the uh, Die Travel. So who knows where Thomas Patterson's actual record is but this this could be the last song on side a which would kind of make sense i guess you're closing off side a with a big instrumental let's not assume that hang on (laughs) well let's just let's just kill time until um dave googles it well but does it actually matter can we just because i I, I think that finishing side a is a is a thing we spoke Mm -hmm. about that haven't Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. like it's good to end it with um uh, no, it's not. Class Pictures is the last song. The next song is the last song on this. Okay, well. Well, there you go. Stupid. The theory's just in the bin, mate. Song number 10 is <laughs> Class Pictures, and it sounds like this. No charitable objectivity doesn't exist. The static historical is not dialectical. Because... I mean, this is a hell of a song to end a fucking side on. It basically tells you what you're getting into on the next side. My charitable objectivity doesn't exist. I read philosophy. This is another diss of uh, the, f- the scene, the fans that loved Chaos Is Me, into it? With the aesthetic historical is not dialectical. So the problem with irony is you can never tell when it's been applied. Yeah, it- but it does feel like a wee bit of a dig, doesn't it? Well, he could well, equally be a guy that thinks that's cool. Or a guy mm. that's making a self-reference to that. Like, he's at college, he's had a dig at college, and he's probably a, a bunch of people that say, Oh, I've read that in Rodardo. Or he may be taking the piss at himself. Because he did the I Am Nietzsche, and this is a thing I can't really... Uh, I basically, I've read... You can't written. tell whether he's self-owning or owning everybody else. Yeah. Like, that, at this point, yeah, he's, that, like, post... Post, like, what he was before, so you're like, is he making fun of himself, or is he still into that? Well, well, I, the I, he's a stand-up comedian now. He's, <laughs> like, he would go... He's He's got the gift of... He would at least have the ability to What's self-own. What's the deal with philosophy? What's the deal with me back then? <laughs> so I, I actually, I actually don't think it matters. Like it, I think that's what makes it interesting. Like so, either he's he's looking back on, like, the last few years, being in this screamo band, playing all these shows, and having this community like all over them, and and holding them up as this like amazing band, or and and 
and he's now saying like kind of rejecting it a bit or it's just a bit like a bit more personal and he's kind of uh, giving himself it a bit tight but to be fair do you want, do you want, do you want to hear what he says in the record yeah because to be honest I was reading these lyrics and I never knew that he I was reading them online so this album being right here is kind of new for me so it said number like uh, number 10 class pictures documentary film photos and video can end up being something that helps straight white people definitely ahead of his time feel more connected to their progressive sensibilities there is no objectivity in the championing of a charity case so he was already on that kind of modern like modern like mo- like you know, I, I think I'm going. To, I think right. I'm going to read that a couple of times before I fail. <laughs> Can I just say on the musically on this song, right? So, see when it gets to the part uh, where it says, "My body of work is exploitation." There's a sliding riff that goes. It's like that's fucking amazing. How, By the way, how do they do that? Like technically, how how do you make just the wee the wee slidey? And then the big chun bit at the end. Dun, 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 dun. And I must say, it's astounding. <laughs> Fucking amazing, man. By the way, the the, the guitars are the pure absolute hero in this song. The, that guitar riff yeah. is like the... I kind of like... Not lose interest a wee bit in this song until the, that guitar riff starts happens. It's like a pure tantrum or something. How can yeah. you lose interest in a 15 second song? <laughs> it's such a good riff. Because <laughs> it's screaming like different rules. There's different rules. I think at the time, the thing is, at the time, I couldn't, I couldn't relate to anything he was saying. Genuinely couldn't relate to anything he was saying. I was like, I'm, I'm, I was kind of new to this, whatever, and I was. <laughs> Give me more of that breakup with my girlfriend. <laughs> no, I think I was new. I was new and excited about all the pure amazing. This is 2002, right? So I, I was, I was hearing this as I was just pure probably discovering Screamo for the first time more or less and it was like everything was so good so the, he was saying it but I was like I, I don't know what, I don't get that And then, but I did was I was going what a fucking amazing thing this guy's doing with a guitar and what it sounds like musically Look, looking back at it now it's, it's like a bit of a it's like the good old days eh of actually being challenged by new ideas <laughs> and not having everything well the whole thing was a new idea right, at the time yeah. say that again because I, uh, I think that's an actual interesting point. I'm saying that this was the good old days of actually being exposed to new ideas versus everything being algorithmically exposed to you that you've already told them you like. No, it's just there's something in that about like us being <laughs> say say something different. <laughs> no, there's something in that about us being like completely entrenched in in our ways of thinking, whatever that's about. Whether it's well, that's music, what it's like algorithmi- it's, algorithmically yeah. explained to you is what they're all trying to do you're, to you. You're here you. or you're, you're here or you're there. Good, good work, Dave. Well done. That's why we brought the guy in for Santran. He's got a wee bit of insight. So he said, al- he, <laughs> well, said I, he said, I, basically, he said that. He works for Twitter. Yeah. The guy al- that writes the algorithms. He said algorithms. <laughs> The guy, I, just do, mate, I just do the plumbing, okay? I just do the plumbing. The guy, the guy who traps you in that echo chamber, is standing with us in this room. Said algorithms. <laughs> they must be. He must be clever. Song number eleven is no. We don't have any t-shirts. Oh, 
It's not a very complicated song, is it? Fuck the scene. Fuck all the scenesters. Fuck all the people hanging on. I've read a couple of books. You're all dicks. Let's move on. <laughs> straight in. <laughs> this, straight in. Uh, this is one. This is one of the best songs on the album. It's fucking. It's amazing. It's so what chaotic when content takes holiday. So the um, the description of it is hardcore gets boring when the kids stop being interested in ideas and music and start getting true. interested in merch. Fucking true. That is actually yeah. true. And I think that the the lyric at the end of the song as well. That sums up, doesn't it? Uh, so buy a record from that band that you can't stand, but yeah. don't you dare take a stand. Don't you dare take a stand. Oh, do you know what? What like, a fucking statement. Did people do that? Maybe they did. See, musically, can we talk about the music in this song? Because it's, it's got this, like, Orchid vibe, and then... That's because it's Orchid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah. then the guitar change, when he starts doing that, what gives when content takes a holiday, yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. So, I don't agree. When it builds up to the, and the kids have nothing left to say, well, we're here, we're here, here today, and then that's when it fucking, <laughs> fucking explodes. It, oh, amazing. This is just one of, like, the second song on this album that's made me feel really bad for having a Chaos Is Me t-shirt. Um, made me feel like a wee... There should be a disclosure, everybody except you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love this song. This is an absolute tune for me. Brilliant, eh? It's um, amazing. So what I is think that? it's a standard part of the Screamo vocalist's repertoire on the second or third wing that you start saying, I'm really, I'm really above these 40 people in the basement that I played to last night. I need to start. See, I think, I think it's yeah. a tough one, man. Because, like, I mean... I don't think the guys like I, I don't read it like he's pure turning his back on on a scene or anything. Like I, I really don't read it as that. I just think he's like This was their last album. I guess you get to oh well. I don't know. I, I think it, I think it might it could be there could be some iron in there, but like it's no fun being the postmodern poster shell when no one knows what it is. I mean, it's legit. It's like when you go, go into the, uh, It's I such a good that, line anyway. Like, it's it just fucking... I mean, the, the thing is, they were... Mind. Like, have you ever seen their last show on YouTube? Uh, it's Aye. Amazing. Aye. I mean, so there was amazing. hundreds of people there. Yeah. That's, like, that's crazy. Like, so they were popular, popular. So he was oh, obviously aye. writing this from a perspective of, you know, we're, we're kind of a big deal. I, don't know I mean, as far as, as far as Scrams goes, like, Orchid is, was as big as it got, like, for, like, crowds and stuff, going to see them and, like, hype and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know, like, they've got, yeah, actually you look got at... more popular as after they finished, but, you... but at the time, fucking hell, like, no, no other band know, had look, that sort look, of hype. Look at Envy, man. Look how many people go and see an Envy show. <sighs> and I know that's a... That's, no, yeah. I would yeah. say yeah. they're... Yeah. Probably more Again, hardcore I, I, than I, I, Scrams, I mean. I'm sorry, but did you not pick them? Did you not, not pick them? No, I picked them. <laughs> I really wanted to talk about them. Anyway, anything else to say on No, We Don't Have Any T-shirts? No, just an incredible song. Song number 12. <laughs> and so we move on to the next song. So, so sure we this, go. This song was made for... Dissidents in Love.
this isn't some love. I mean, there's, so, there's those whole songs about, uh, what's her name, like Bernadine... Bernadine Dawn. Bernadine Dawn. Bernadette. Wee Bernadette. Wee Bernie. Like almost her, I checked her biography in Wikipedia, it's almost identical to the... Well, the wait, I need to be really careful there. I skimmed the Wikipedia, and it's basically social, communist, agitator, you know, the 60s vibe. So it's you and I versus everybody. It's us versus the square. And the, um, it does the feel like he's saying I met a bird. She was into the things I'm into. And I've hit the jackpot. Nothing is hotter than being intellectually challenged by someone. Aye, that's the notes for the song, aye. Aye, you might be right then, actually. So he's met a bird and he's been like, I love the kids who know Adorno. And she's been like, Adorno, that's so passe. No, Don't tell me that Adorno's passé. <laughs> he's just like, a, a girl was eventually talking to me. Oh my God. <laughs> I've got to write a song but What about. a fucking song this is, man. It's like, what? It's like, what? Tw- 20 seconds? Less than that? What is it? 15 seconds? 10, Ten seconds. seconds? Five. Five. Right, anyway, it's quite a short song. And fucking hell. It's amazing. And then see what they end it with, like after the, you know, my Benedict. Dorn, ben, Benadine Dorn. There's another new metal oh, bit. Yep. But it's like in the other room, but there's no drums, and it's like, but the, the vocals are like echoey. Yeah. And and he's like, yeah. we will fucking start a storm or something. I don't know what he's saying. Like, it's not the lyrics, obviously, but it's just another cool wee fucking bit in between each song. It made me think. Do Orchid when they're practicing, like play Papa Roach songs? <laughs> because they, they're they, a, they're they, a, they clearly want to, they clearly want sure to hit a, out with a couple of. They're a metal band at heart. I'm sure the, bam, the guy who produced bam, this bam, record bam, is listening to this. Bam, 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 bam. This is, this is well, the highlight of my career right now. I'm not asking this seriously, man. Aye, I, I know. But like, everybody that loves Screamo obviously likes other things, so it's. Uh, good time. Tune. Uh, okay, so the next song is called Flip the Tape. Short song and an absolute banger. Sexy lyrics. Ah, uh, it's <laughs> it's it's mosh. I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna lie. This is mosh filler. Mosh filler. Mosh filler. I think this is mosh filler. It's uh, it's foreplay for the next song. Yes, exactly. Is what. I, yes. Foreplay. Oh, do you think so? Oh, mosh filler versus Scram City. The, this, the, yeah, the way that it cuts into the next song is absolutely foreplay. I feel. Yes. I, I feel like these two songs are linked and meant to go on each other absolutely like there's no I like a to... big mad intro that um, the See, way this song starts just fucking chaos isn't it absolute right. fucking chaos he hasn't even had that way listen do you remember we get 
remember Dave was like that, I'm coming oh, back, I'm coming back for Christmas, and we're like, oh brilliant, we'll get you on a, we'll get you, we'll get you on a podcast, <laughs> uh, what do you want to talk about, he's like, aye, or I could get a fold of that, aye, right, sound, no bother, come on, on we'll, and then we're at a really important part and <laughs> McGee's input is I could get that old guy next door to come in <laughs> and just a Garzine singer <laughs> could I get some guy in a bucket hat to come in and that's a future podcast idea mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. old guys for next guy. door yeah. oh, oh, Greeny that's Greeny <laughs> 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 you just listen to Greeny this one's for you mate uh, I, I, it's, it's really, you know, it is uh, emo violence, bang bang, rah, 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 blast beats and riffs, but it's it is filler to the next boy. Okay, let's. Unless move. you wanted to dissect it, but like, let's move on to song number fourteen, David. Okay, song is called Annie Noon by Numbers. What a start! What a start to the song. <laughs> One of the greatest Scrams riffs. Yep. Oh wow. wow. Yep. It's aye. I think wow. What the oh. in, the intro to that song? Just makes you fucking want to lose. It's, it's lose. I'm surprised your house keys and be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the worst thing you're going to do right now? Uh, lose your shit. Lose your shit. Benny's bought a new house today. Benny <laughs> bought a new house today. So he's so domesticated, the worst thing he can think of doing right now is losing his whiskey. And apparently that makes you homeless. Well, I Instead of being fine, I'm Well, I've lost, lost I've lost my keys. Oh, no, That's me. Just sit there. sleep on the street. This song was too good. Too good, man. These these locks are like impossible. Well... Well, well, that riff, that riff was You might tremendous. still have yours, but I'm out. That riff was That's tremendous. And now I've I've lost my house keys. Could you could you spare some change? Have you got a sleeping bag? I've tried my best here with this house. <laughs> no need no way through this door. I imagine, man. No trap door. That's it. You're gone. Wait. Well, that's how good that fucking. Sometimes I forget my keys. <laughs> That's how good that riff is. Sometimes I forget my keys. Sometimes I forget my keys. Oh, fuck. This song is so good, it's made funny homeless. (laughs) Funny homeless. Are we seen homeless funny as well? When they uh, saw your eggs I swear every time you smoke. <laughs> let's right. Let's get back to the song, eh? Aye. I sweat every time you smoke. So, what do you think that means? Do you think 
whoever he's looking at is so sexy that when she's he or she smokes, he loses his shit, loses his house keys. You're taking it at face value there, mate. <laughs> This guy's got layers. David's got a real dissection of this coming up. The riff is fucking banging. To be honest, the fact that he's explained the songs is taking all the joy out of it. But it's his interpretation. Is this the podcast about explaining songs? No, but honestly, can we just... I know we said the riff is amazing, man. The riff is absolutely right. amazing. And the way the vocals begin with it. And he's Nine Inch Nails person. <laughs> and then, I don't know. I, 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 honestly, I've never... No one... I always... It's no, I never, like, a philosopher. I've no idea of who, who it is, whatever. But it's, I read an interview with Jason Green. He, he named up fucking Foucault and blah, blah, blah. And this was one of the people that he named did up, you so. read the interview or did you read the next song do you know what a point I'll make about this about Orchid right and this is uh, <laughs> see because of <laughs> genuinely this is because of songs the tone and the mood of the songs for me are not like uh, reflect they're angry they're direct they're like emo they're like violent I never ever was like intrigued to go oh, I'm going to go on I just always took the tone of the song and just like Face felt value. the Face felt it. Awesome. I never, I never went like a set of Capital and you would go like, oh, that's so wee bit makes it's a wee bit like uh, gives me pause for thought because <laughs> like of the length and the tone and the melody. But they're so angry that I just I didn't really. So into it on face value. I'm so into it on face value that I guess I never, I've never really delved deeply into the thing. I've, I've just always taken my meaning. Song number fifteen is Tigers. Oft. Scram's anthem like this is one I don't know if you were maybe try to show someone Scram's you'd be like check this song out the riff the riff in this song as well there is there's something about there's something about Tigers and Screamo isn't there Dave just whispered something why don't you you say that why are you whispering Well, what? he just told Was me it? he didn't like this song. Why, why don't you? Think I don't think this song is interesting. Take because it's like screamo. You would go. You would put a song in for somebody. This is screamo. Would you? I would, man. I, this is a. No, I mean, is... I, like try, if you were trying to get someone into screamo, that that like, do you know what I mean? Like a gateway I song. I agree with David. That like a gateway cool. song. This is an amazing orchid song. It's contextual. It's not a screamo song. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> no, I'm I stimulating I the debate like question so I was a bit, I'm not Thomas a it's not a screamo song Dave you just sounded like Jacob Rees-Mogg an American Jacob Rees-Mogg I'll take it Do you know what I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't like this song I just it doesn't take me to why the, are you looking at me they just talk to them um, so I kiss the, I agree with you I kiss the girls that speak Marcuse I kiss the boys that speak for Co. 
I love the kids that know Adorno and snub them nose at kids who Can don't. I just say I read a book by each of them? I I loved this album. The, the point in my life where I loved this album, I just wanted to be the guy that he kissed and yeah. the, the yeah, person yeah. that he loved and all that. Oh my God, Adorno. Do you remember my lyrics that I tried to write after yeah. reading, what was it called? It was called Minima Moralia. And I would just say that the Germans should stick to is this Nietzsche? So no, I think this was Adorno. I had a story in for my dissertation, which was DIY bands in Glasgow play gigs <laughs> without a stage, so they play on the same level, so that they're not elevated. And um, right. I found something from Adorno and something from Foucault that spoke about species of resistance. So it was that if you put a bunch of people in a room in a room with the same idea. And they're all on one level. Then you create this this it's space. Boom! Here we go. Even um, a one one centimeter platform. Yeah. Soapbox, if you will. Uh, so I not like I say I don't I, I've whispered that in in sarcasm whatever. I, I I do like this song. It's a moody mood setter. I think this is a. I also think this song is a wee bit of. Filler, but it's a mood setter. It's no filler, man. This is one. This is one. This is a song you get away with on an album. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got a real difference of opinion here. So the two Daves here. No, feel... this is one of my favourite songs. No, he. he's nah, But I, think I just. I'm there. I'm there. What he's saying I'm is there. like if you treat it like a single, it's no scrams, and it's not. Uh, I think that's just the same girl. with like all the songs. This is like. Maybe it's not everybody's favourite Orchid song, right? But this is one of the most memorable Orchid songs. Like, this is uh, this yeah, is a yeah. lot of people. Everybody, everybody song. knows this fucking song, and it's like if you look at YouTube shit for Orchid, there's this these lyrics are the most common. Aye. So I there's actually not there's not that much. It's mostly just a build up to the last maybe two bars where it goes heavy. There's not there's not that much aye. scrams in this song. It's just a fucking build up. But the build-up is amazing. No, I just think it's interesting, like, what made them put this song on the album? What was the sequence of events? It's very different. Who had, who's like, I've got this idea to say these philosophers, like... No, the vocal... How much confidence would you have to have to say... That's such a risky song. Like, we just love it now. But imagine I came to you... Like, you are all musicians, right? Uh, Imagine I came to you and said, I've got this idea where I'm going to go... Just the last three books that I've read. Name drop. So name, he, name drop. Right, I've got a theory about this. He, so here's the best time to ask us. Are the guitars, Will Killingsworth guitars, double tracked? Possibly on this on this song. I think they are at l- and they, uh, they might be actually on quite a, a lot of aye, I, think, I think they are here, actually. Aye. It's the way it's played. It's, it's sort of get that like it should be and it is a big like lazy like emotion filled whatever he, he has pur- purposely put the the drums down to a level and the cymbals to a level uh, that like see the the maximum of the guitar like distortion mm-hmm. it never goes over the, dr- the drums and like it's all level you know what I mean it's all the same level but they just fucking just all 
don't know, collides. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Okay. And it, that's that's the sound of this whole album. So I, I think there are two guitar tracks at various Various points points, throughout it Um, and I think this song I think the reason he's he's put this song in is it's part of that right so this scene is happening in front of him and it has been happening in front of him for years he's been part of it he's played these you know however many shows and he all those like Foucault and Adorno in particular are Screamo, do you know like what? Screamo, absolute like R- royalty. Well, <laughs> but because of this album, something like that, right? And I, I think I he's, I, and I think he. So going back right to the start, uh, like, um, like we, the uh, chaos ain't you, no matter what the shirt says. I think it's a reference to that. I think he's putting them in as part of this whole. This is a scene in. I am now rejecting you know, that. I'm now, I'm now, like, beyond that. A really I'm good moving. question. See if we could ask ask them, did they know that this was going to be the last album when they were recording this? You because if it did, that would answer a lot of questions. Because no. I really, I mean? really... You can hear that it will be. Ah, you, you say, that, so? you say that because you know. In this album. You can hear it the whole way through. I even think... I think you're right, because... A conflict? There's just this this album sounds like a compromise to me. It sounds like this this. But did they not make this album and then tour for a while? No, for a few gigs. A, a compromise is not a bad thing. It's a, usually a good thing. It's like, but he's probably just went. I want to do more shit, like where I get to express a range and the guy who's honestly like the guitar, like the guy who produced this album and did Ampere and like well, it's just honestly the heart. The whole band has riffs. Aye, has riffs. He also he he probably was like, I'm not, I'm not really interested in Doctor Good Sex. But does he know? uh, Did you you told me? So the funny thing when I was reading these lyrics today was you told me that that some girls are big. That's terrible. Ah, I was, but yeah, okay. No, no. You talking about the Smiths thing? Aye, so like. The bit, aye. So there might have been a bit like after. Ah, was you talking about this on Saturday? No, you, you. I mean, we talked about this years ago, but I've always kind of remembered that when a vocalist starts going, I don't this want to be not, in this band I, anymore. So basically, no. But there's also a thing with there's a. I guess, I've well, explain Saturday, what explain right, what you're so talking so about. So basically, the, the Smiths. Some girls are bigger than others, and basically anything after like Strange Ways, either Smiths. Johnny Marr was felt like he was writing his best guitar stuff, but the vocalist couldn't be asked and wrote whatever the fuck he wanted over the top of it and it was like I'm writing my best shit and at the same and time he's fucking about. it is a fuck about Aye. so I and it like I do also there's bits of this there's so many riffs on this this is one of them by the way it's kind of one of the reasons why I don't rate this song too highly is because this riff is phenomenal this riff is like the it's a pure scathing, searing, emotional, and I just don't buy what he's saying. And I'm like, or it's there's a lot of times in the record, but I'm like, I don't, I'm no, yeah. And it, but the music is good enough, and the vocals themselves, actually, the vocals are good enough. It's the words, 
and it's to say that that Smiths analogy where the, some girls are bigger than us. If you're a Smiths fan, the melody in that is phenomenal, but he's talking about shit that nobody gives a fuck about. There you go. If you get four yep. songs to go, we move on. Yeah, let's go. Song number 16, Let's Commodify Sexuality, and here we go. few lines in this song that are like if I think about this album like they come to mind straight away so um, probably the main one is sex sells more records than rock so let's fucking forget the background hum just unbelievable screamo like banger amazing um, this song is just it's so many good lyrics as well man Um the line as well, I wear pink because all the girls do. How about you? It's like fucking calling out uh, fucking sexism about fucking... Can you wear pink? Do you want to wear pink? Are you fucking... Tam can't wear pink. Are you man enough to wear pink? He's ginger, so it would... Aye, ginger guys can't wear, can't wear pink. pink. <laughs> you can't wear pink, you can't you wear like pink. You like pepper pig if you wear pink? You best... <laughs> I would be... No, I'd be daddy pig, wouldn't I? That big fat... <laughs> I said Pepper, she's young and slim. A wee lassie, she's not slim, she's fat enough. Is she fat enough? Fat, fat wee pig. Um, <laughs> we can only rely on Tom's <laughs> evidence here because none of us have got wins to fucking right, so, watch. Well, so what are you saying, people with ginger hair can't wear pink clothes? No, or red. You shouldn't. <laughs> pink or red, what about orange clothes? Aye. Yeah. Any of the colours that look like your hair? Yeah, you can wear whatever you want. None more red. Okay. No, I'm just saying. You've been a. You look stunning in that black, blue, and black shirt <laughs> you've got here. That's what I'm saying. You're hitting to his core. I, th- I, I think I need some like, like, fashion advice here. You don't. I'm just, <laughs> you don't need that for me. But don't wear red. Don't wear red. No, you would. I've got a red. Fair. I've got a red football top. I never wear it. Why is Rangers, that? Rangers away top. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm, yes. Mm. Interesting. What's the deal with red tops and ginger guys? Mm, what's the deal with? Right. So let's come on. Back to the song. Back to the song. What have you got to say about this song? Uh, I I think it goes back to that, that that thing we were just talking about with the Morrissey thing, where it, it switches emotional, and I don't always know that the mood of the vocalist matches. So ah, look, the, the guitars go like heavy, skippy, strummy. The, beats like that and it should be a but it's like I just says something about a thing that oh no in fact it's not even the the lyrics it's it's the delivery well he's doing that vocal yeah that that, no useless leniency he's not this is not like a oh he's just doing the sex thing this is more of a he's trying different things with his voice and but again man this is all about the what's coming and where this album like collage, they even call it collage. Surely all this stuff is like perfectly timed. If we took all these songs in isolation and said that bit needs a screamy bit, but then when you think about the bit that comes after that, or the songs that come after that, 
you want the big bits to be big and the and the the nice emotional bits. I don't know if that's I don't think it's necessarily true here. So so is his description of it is um there's a big difference between good sexual politics and people who use sexuality as a tool to sell a product and a tool to exploit people. Um it's a continuation of a of a theme throughout this throughout the album around about sexuality and brave brave um at the time getting into Aye. that to, to be honest like I mean stuck right into the old I think the, the last line as well is I think it's maybe like calling out like sexism in the music the music industry but the line sex sells more records than rock so let's fucking forget the background hum it's like forget about the music because it's all about the sex appeal or whatever So it's, it's not they, talking about Screamo, it's talking about the music industry well, in general. Look at any picture of any dynamics. Finney has made a statement there, which is that Screamo does not have sex appeal. If you wanted evidence to back up Finney's statement, I think you could take a picture of the four right now. We are. But we are did we not already say at the, the start of the episode that we were really sexy? So... Don't talk shit. Oh, I'm quite contradicted. Say we're all really ugly. I mean, that's all bravado. It's we're all bravado. Horrifically. We were good. We, we looked good in we're summer. Decrepit. We did look good in summer. See, we had a wee tan about us. <laughs> I was bright red. Oh, we're all happy. Good. And now, now, now this winter, <laughs> now it's been jaded. West of Scotland, it's been like three degrees for a month. Our faces are chalk been white. Stressed out we. We're stressed out our box oh. and we're probably going to need to never see each other for the next three months because of uh, Omicron. What is Omni your, uh, here's Omni a question God. for you. Omnigod. What, what do you think about Omicron? A tremendous transformer. My <laughs> favourite transformer. What's your view on Omicron? I think Boris Johnson needs a dead cat on the table and Nicola Sturgeon uh, can't do anything else but do things twice as bad. Or, or Sorry, can't do a double take than Boris Johnson. Coming back to the song. Right. As an American, what do you think about Omicron? Looking forward to receiving it. In your lungs. So so Dave has left uh Dave's left California where COVID levels are pretty stable. The Delta variant still just kinda cutting about a wee bit. He's flown back in <laughs> he's flown back into Glasgow and um within a day of G coming back into the UK, we've posted our record COVID um You ever seen one cases. of those Michael Bay films where the guy flies into the you know the the flames? You're never getting back, man. And the guy flies into the flames like a hero. You got but you gotta sort it out for us. You gotta <laughs> so, rescue us all. Just gonna say don't worry about it. My favourite Transformer as well will be fine. Right. <laughs> Song right. number 17, let's go. Oh, hold on, hold on. Can we just talk about the, the end of this song? Okay, go. The outro to this song. The wee riff. The wee riff. Fucking amazing, man. So hypnotic. It sounds like something you would write. Well, thanks. 
Do you think? I don't think so, but like, can I ask you guys something more, more philosophical? If I may. How arrogant do you have to be to write riffs like that and not make it a big four, three or four minute song? This guy's written hundreds of songs in his life and he's got about 40 minutes of music to show for it. What's Aye, that, ra- that end riff is amazing and it's like five seconds. That's it. I, I, I would have dragged that out like my life depended Aye. on it. Yeah, I think, I think it's the opposite of arrogance. Like, I think... Um, Brilliance. Yeah. That's, like, that's when you know you're, you're shit hot. Like, like, I'm so good, I'm just going to put this... Genius at work. Like I, no, but... I remember any time writing any sort of riff that I thought... But even, like, not that people liked, but even people who were in my band went, oh, that's good. I would go, right, I'm, like play, a, I'm no, playing it for no, three no, minutes. No, the riff's good, but it's not a, it's not a developing riff, it's a holding riff. It's like it's some nice, sort of it's a nice classic thing though where this guitarist it has a double up and down the same note but in two aye. strings type so thing. It doesn't go anywhere. It, it, it can't go anywhere. It's no. like it's just a fade out riff. Aye. But it's amazing. It's so fucking amazing. You want to apply that kind of shit to riffs like Tigers and Love Party? How the fuck you didn't build like nine minute songs out of them? Not that one there. Like the those two riffs are like Amazing. I mean, anybody else with a different sensibility would have taken them riffs and ripped the arse at them. But and that I one's just a holding nice. That song, that, that riff is so good as well because then it goes into the, the drum, outro, intro, and the next riff. What do you think about that, Dave? I love the drums here. It's just a drum fucking, drummer fucking out. You get to, I think you get to see how, like, I don't know, man. Obviously, there's a lot happening in the other Orchid albums m- musically. But maybe he was just fucking about here to see, like fucking about Do, on drums, like any drummer does. So, so, such like, a I mean, drummer, we, though, man. We've said before. So the next song's "Discourse of Desire." Do you feel that, like as a, as a drummer, we've mentioned how low the drums are in the mix? Does that annoy you? No, because the drums are amazing. Like, see if you actually focus in on them, they are they are really good but they're not prominent at all so the, the there's a couple of drums you can hear he's playing uh, he's playing the beat from uh, what do you call it um, what's the song you really keep in strategize you can hear he's playing different bits of he's fucking about playing bits of different songs I'm his pandemonium part two, part two. Uh, but he's playing like different bits of different songs like he's obviously warming up and somebody's recording him playing bits and bobs yeah then he goes into the amazingness for mad pounding riff. Like he's fucking about. I don't really care about the drums being low because the the guitar riffs are so good. And sometimes it doesn't. Eh? To say that the drums are never the hero. No. On Orchid songs ever. Really? They're always the riffs. Yeah. Until this album. And then it's the. I agree. And then it's a. Uh, That's it, man. That's it. But I would, but by the way, I would say like, you, if anything, the drums get a wee bit of a chance to shine on how on some songs, diverse they are. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. bit of like a pure jazz. So it's what? fucking hard to by the way. I'm not saying that the drums being unimpressive, as in that sounds really hard to play. It is fucking impossible to play the timing changes. I couldn't play the drums on these songs because they're, they're so quick to change and go on to something different yeah 
you just don't notice it because the guitars are leading the way and it's the guitar riffs that are changing. But it's really fucking hard to play all the drums on this. They're just to the na- I guess to the naked ear they don't sound pure oh my god, what a fucking amazing aye, aye, beat. Aye, aye. It's the it's like jazz or something. It's really hard to do well, so in all these changes. So, so that's what those wee like, interlude bits sound like. It's it's almost just like a jazz in it. Like it's aye. like a, a wee jazz. The, the songs are like that. The, the all the songs Sk- are like, like that. Like skipping beats. Aye. Yeah. Like, uh, in, but in this song is a brilliant example of that. Aye. Of how, which is probably why they, they championed the drums in the first bit. Aye, okay. Um, but it's it's like jazz drums. Awesome. I wanted to ask that question. I'm glad you answered. Nice one. Song number 17, boys, is Discourse of Desire. Discourse of Desire! Fucking love the the intro, but it's just the lyrics. We just did the vocals. Discourse of desire, artifice fueled by oils and bams, and then the, the, there's a feedback swell. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it just fucking explodes, and it's just fucking ah, oh, just goes fucking mental, isn't it? There's not really that, that many lyrics in a song. It's like that's why I love myself. That's why I get I f- <laughs> fuck myself. And he just kind of keeps repeating that over and over again. Oh, do you know what? I'm so happy. I'm so happy that it wasn't me that had to read out the lyrics to a song. (laughs) I was thinking about this today. I was like, I I like this song. I hope someone reads the lyrics and I don't need to. But, I mean, I don't know what what you could say about this song, like the lyrics, whatever, but it just, it's such a banger, though. Like, it's not, there's no, I don't know what you can pick out of whatever, but it's just a fucking good song. I love this start of it. Just like, um, this car's a desire. It's like a wee guy with a mic and he's got all his mates behind him, right? <laughs> so he's just like a wee, I'm imagining a wee puny guy, right? And I don't know if I, like the vocalist is a puny guy, no, but I'm imagining him like, in, like about to... He actually looks like you. Well, he was when he was an orchid. This desire. And then just... Like absolute chaos with all his mates and behind him. What's your views on discourse of desire? Obviously, people love the pounding drum start with just vocals. And aye, yeah. But it's got that whole same like the vocals sort of champion a bit because it's the it's not about the vocals are the the guitar riffs are mad orchid riffs, mm-hmm. but the vocals are doing like new things here yeah like the whole start of it this got soft desire like it's but in in, it's bold and new now you're saying i like i'm gonna do some things here that like i I love i love that bit with the fucking the feedback with the feedback and he's saying like fuel by oils and back i feel like he's pouring oil (laughs) all over his fucking guitar <laughs> well it fucking just turns up the volume <laughs> that would be a bad move man and his, pouring, his guitar is just fucking exploding because it's fucking covered in oil pouring oil and your guitar's not <laughs> recommended but I fucking just love it 
Love it, man. It's like a, a short song, and well, if you take it in isolation, you're probably like, what the fuck is yeah, this? Yeah. But in the whole context of this album, song after song after song, the way it flows, it's fucking amazing. That's awesome. Love man. it. Yeah. I love um, that every song on this has someone's loved it so far. So the and now the song that everybody loves. Yes. Can I quickly say the um No. Okay. Nah, go for it. Quickly say so whatever you want to say. Description of discourse of desire is you can't begin to understand the complexities of a sexual relationship with another person until you understand your own body and your boundaries. I think it's a good thing that he got laid between chaos as me in this album. <laughs> I would say he's teaching us a lesson. Song number 18. Boys, here we go. Here we do. None more black. Second last song on the record. <laughs> is it I? Is it no? I know it is, but it's like it's the it's the biggie. It's the boy. Is she boy? No more black. Is she boy? The last scrams. Right, Tommy. Um, here we go. Everybody's pure sitting here chatting at the microphone like, come on, please. Talk. What, can, what can we say about this? Um so like this is this is my hero by far on this Lost. album. Absolutely, Oft. love it. Um, I don't really know what to say about it. Like it's so, so it's much. It's got the advantage of being like at least two or three times longer than the other songs on the album. So it's got more potential to do good. <laughs> <laughs> Pure like, air, t- like, air time. Well, can we talk about the start, the build up to the song then? Because like it starts with a fucking. It's like a a looping sample. This sounds yeah. like waves crashing on something like yeah, yeah. and then the fucking the guitar comes in and everybody's just like yes here we go it's the big fucking orchid finisher because they have one of these on every album yeah and that's why they're such a fucking good band as well this is this is different to the finishers for the, totally. for the other albums though it looks like a completely different song and um, oh, I, do you know why? It doesn't build. It just plays and then no, it does fuck build. You. No, I think it does. So ah no, it just plays and plays and the drums are like that. Fuck you, here we are. Like it, they just they, the drums come in just pure. So it's it's not like, like it's, it's not like an ender as in like the it's not, it's, and, not aye, it's not like a build like a picking. No. But it's not like but, and then the cat turned to smoke. It's yeah. a suspense. It's totally. Different. It's, it's different. A suspense, attention until when is it going to happen? You're waiting for the something to get more things to come in, or like it to get faster, and in the end, it's just a pure. Duh-duh. So, for, like for me, I mean, there's amazing lyrics. So I think we've probably said a few times 
the the vocals are probably the main like part of this whole album. So every song there's you, we're, we're talking about the vocals more than we're talking about the music, and that's probably a new thing. Like that we're really focusing on uh. that. So for this, which is my favorite song on the album, like the reason it's my favorite song is not the vocals. It's the it's the music, the music and it's uh. the it's the second half of the song and it, like the whole the whole bit and hopefully when Finney's editing this he'll put in the bit that I'm talking about but what about, <laughs> but what about we, we all need a little penetration we all speak our own languages and our conversations we all Do you, know, do you feel like that in every in every I agree, day? I think, I think what he's saying, I, I agree with Tam, and the, the other songs, it's almost like they wrote them for the vocals. Uh, and this one, he's a passenger. But he's such it's a like fucking... They've got this, they've got this but, song. Aye, but he's such Lurie. a fucking good passenger, man. Aye, no, I mean, it's a, a lot of penetration. Harmony. It's we all need to be... Good. We all need to be... No, it's not a zero-sum game. It's not a competition. No, I know, so. it's not, I know it's not, but like the... The line, that line, we all need a little penetration. What is, are you trying to say? Oh, you're moving to fucking New York. Talk to me about we all need a little penetration. I don't mean <laughs> that as a... Wow. That is a... <laughs> wasn't planning to <laughs> penetrate you, in a Why are you moving away from San Francisco? What jinx happening in New York? Not for penetration. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Straight off the plane. No, but you know what I mean. <laughs> penetration straight off the plane. What 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 are you? I'm talking to about this metaphorically. You need a bit of you need a bit of penetration, right? So you're just using the word penetration. <laughs> well, Rip. isn't that we all speak our own languages in our conversations? That's a good line. This is it, right, but it, it, doesn't that make sense of what the? Do, 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 do you know what I mean? Right, and that's why that the start of this. I you're right musically by the way. It's the best song. And lyrically, it is the best song. Um, the whole... Uh, right. So, so listening to it today, I was thinking um, about the... We all speak our own languages in our conversation. I was thinking about how many people have, like, at some stage in the last year, put on an episode of this podcast and went, I've got no fucking idea what those boys are saying, <laughs> man, and there just and just there turned it off. Um, so we're probably speaking... Your own languages and your well, own. We are speaking our own languages, eh? Hey, what have you got to say about that song, <laughs> Fanny? Um, Fanny. I fucking love the line. We need our own generation. What it's mine. What it's mine is like. It's, it's saying like, well, we grew up in the fucking late nineties, two thousands, right? This is talking about generation. When I hear that word, I think about sexy seventies, like the fucking punk, yeah, yeah, yeah. happy movement and shit. Like they knew, they had a fucking generation. They knew what they were doing. Whatever, like I don't know if we did. Maybe we did. We had our own thing, sorta. But it was like it was kind of wasn't as big as what they had, right? But then when it gets into the fucking the beatdown part, yeah, yeah, uh, but the chords, the Mate, chords start uh, fucking. Muted, it's like a muted, the muted. Uh, uh, they start escalating, man. And then the lyrics are like, 
are you defined by this false desire? Oh, I love that. Has this false flame put out the fire? This inverted itch we scratch and bleed for what? These are fucking that amazing. That is lights, like, man. So, so see that bit? That's the, I don't think. See that bit with them, like, musically, that's my favourite bit of the album. And, like, those words are just complement it unbelievably. Like, I, this song is a absolute tearjerker for me, man. Like, it gets you every time, doesn't it? Oh, you no can, matter how many times you hear this song. Fucking get every you. every bad every, time. every bad meeting I have at work, I'm sitting there going, "Am I defined by this false desire? <laughs> <laughs> Did this false flame put out the fire?" Um, get righteous. Get righteous. Get right. I love the way the guitar just starts fucking esque. Like again, the orchestral yeah, yeah, orchid yeah. shit. Yeah. It starts going. And it goes with the lyrics too. Are you different? And it starts going. Get righteous, get right. Get righteous, get right. What a fucking. It's pure synergy with the fucking lyrics. And the fucking riff. And it's so beautiful. I fucking love it. I Every love, time I hear it. I love that we all knew that enough to sing it. Aye. And, no. Aye, but it's, it's like, it is the, like, nah, nah, nah. I, I love it. Fire, get righteous. Yeah. Fire, get righteous. It's like he wrote the lyrics and he's making them work so that it's like a broken sentence. Fire, get righteous. Fire, oh, he's get righteous. The... Fire, get righteous. Get I bet he does that. He does that. Ah. So fucking good, man. That is like, oh that my is, god. That's the boy. It so, makes. Uh, so like, I'm taking it that like this is your. Fuck, who's fucking heroes? Is this? We'll get oh. one more, one more wee uh, instrumental. One more, I go. But like, talk about this. Also, obviously, that fucking rings out for the get right, just get right. It goes into the last song. I mean, this is their specialty. These last songs in the albums, epilogue of a car, cra- epilogue to a car crash. But this is different, man. I think this is this is better than all them. Like this is better than all them. So like, the last I song, I like I. So, so the last song in the album. The last song in the album is called "Impersonating Martin Rev." Instrument? It's a wee keyboard instrument. Do you know who Martin Rev is? No, go. Oh, 
He is the he's one half of the synth punk band Suicide. Oh shit. That's some good research you've done there, bro. So which is why I've, they... I've googled some things. Are you absolutely sure that this guy existed before this? Mm. Or he mm. liked this and went, oh no, I think that I think that's who he, I think that's well, because it's have you done a synth uh, investigation to the contrary? No, I'm just okay, want to make been... sure he's not. No, no, he's just been one of those. Listen to the, uh, wait a minute. He's just been one of those contrary motherfuckers. If there was an absolute epic name dropper, I think you... that's why. Like, cause it, like the song is like a fucking keyboard synth song, so he's imper- he's impersonating him. I mean, FG. Um, and it's I love this song. I love this intro. Is the outro, sorry, outro Tam, to the album. Do they have uh, so explanations good. for the instrumental songs? Uh, they don't, but I do think there's songs. I think it's worthwhile um, reading the description of None More Black, which is how do you identify yourself through career aspirations, leisure aspirations, money. There is a created, manufactured desire that motivates our life within this commodity culture. Let passion run your life, not your boss. Calm down, Joe Rogan. Uh, aren't, aren't you both bosses? You're a boss, I know. You've got <laughs> principal. Dick. <laughs> you jerk. Where did they find your? Fuck so, you two and me. So if you if you are if David McLeod is your boss. Going to work on Monday and tell him to fuck off. Right? Tell him to define himself will, by his false desire. I will adhere to that request. Can I say? Can I say one thing? And fuck off. Now that we're at the end of the album. Yes. The, so at the end of Screamo albums, you often get like a a list of people that the band are thankful to, like cheers to, and it's usually a big list of bands that they've played with labels that have put them on or or, or whatever. Um, the, <laughs> In this album, the thanks are to the kids, the bands, and the labels. It's just like fucking. We are orchid, and we are above you. We have fucking created you, and we are cool as. Nah. I like that. I like that. I like what they did there. To the kids, the bands, and the labels. That's brilliant, man. That's what it's all about. No bullshit. Nah, we're here. We're brilliant, outstanding. Here we go. Right. Uh, let's let's fucking wrap this up then. Like so, yummy gatos, not yummy gatos, fucking heroes. Right. So, Dave, what was your fucking hero? I, I like honestly, no, no doubt, man. None more black is the best song in this record. It's so emotional. I, I just have got this emotion. I've got this like wee attachment to a visit from Doctor Good Sex. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Just to be a fucking contrary motherfucker. Well, that's a good tune, man. A visit so from Doctor Good Sex. Tune. Nice. That's my boy. Big G. Uh, Mine's is not even a in questions love party. It's because it. Not only is it, I I have to admit, listening to None More Black today, I was like, oh my god, it's such a good tune. But love party was the one that got me into this album, because as I said, I didn't like this. I was so into the chaos is me style. Aye. But oh my god, Loft Party was the first song that made me go, alright, that's probably the best Orchid song ever. It's still incredible, but so that's mine. Cool. Tam, what do you think? Oh. What's your fucking hero? Uh, my 
hero on this album is None More Black. It's one of the best screamo songs. Like, and I'm talking like it's not just up there in the top ten of screamo songs. It's like the top three or something, man. Like I, I love it. I love Maybe the best. Sitting nodding, going, bro, it's the best. None more black. Funny, tremendous. I have to agree. None more black is my favourite song as well. Uh, it's my fucking hero. Um, pff, fucking love. I, I can't. I can't get past it, man. It's so good. How do you it's write? So good. How do you write a song like that? Like that's, I think it's a, just like that's the question, man. Like it's aye. You've got. Oh, this album as well. I it's think like a, a specific type. There's of so album many good songs on this album, but I just can't get past. I think that the song. guitarist is like the guitarist calls the shots in this song. He's like, I've got this fucking riff, right? And I know it. how to make it heavy. I'm going to strum after this point. I'm going to turn all the amps up. And you're just going to do... Hey, shit. funny it's, boy. It's the bit when it goes... The bit when it's like... Like, chunny. It's like... <laughs> and it's like... What the fuck was that? Where did that come from? That's amazing. Yeah. I've never heard anything like that. Okay. What's go. the deal with your vocals on this song? Um, okay. <laughs> so let's go... Yummy G. Yummy G. Who's got... McG's got the knife... His, it's his pick. Slice it up. I'm going to give this an absolutely solid 9. 9 out of 10. Okay. What the fuck does it take to get a fucking 10 out of you? I've given pretty much everything <laughs> a 10 that I've appeared on, I think. The reason for a 9 is just that when this album... This album's got, I think, 5 or 6 songs that are just the best Screamo songs ever. A wee bit too much. Less, less with the filler. Okay. A hard man to please. Yeah. And to be honest, if you're getting felt, you, you're describing it as filler and it's 9 out of 10, how good is your best songs on this album? Yeah. Okay. Um, Dave, what is your well, I would, yummy gato? Well, I'd be able, is MD down for a half slice at any point? No. Nah. So I'm going for a 9 out of 10. Yummy gato! 9 slices out of 10. And why not? Why, why, why? why so high? It would be 9.5. Why? Oh my <laughs> goodness gracious! <laughs> Dave's always wanting a wee half slice, man, and I'm like every single. No, time. So, oh, you, you. so I think this fucking record has so much. It's pure, like, I made no notes for this. Uh, the songs that are so memorable. Confident. What does that mean? I just know the, I know the record. At points, the songs that I had to, had to think about a wee bit were the ones that I, were not memorable, but that was few and far between. This the the vocal range, the like I far prefer this to Chaos is Me and Dance Tonight. I get it, man. I know it's pure violence. You pure love the pure emotional. But you don't just love the range, the range in it all, man. The up and down, the. We've, all, we've talked about this in so many uh, uh, records about how when bands go, we've got a fucking really good bit. Do you know what? I yeah. make the good bit amazing rather than make it four bars. Let's quieten it and make it two bars or three bars. Or And the vocalist has got so much. You, you were talking about it earlier on, the vocalists having like range up and down. Uh, there's no way so that you just, I could... You just basically love this album. Ah, it's just got, like, it's got, it's got a bit of heaven. FG. Like, what's your score? My score is 10. Yeah, man, 
I fucking love this album, right? This and La Quiet are my favourite Scream albums, and there's no nothing that can even touch it. Like, I love the vocals, I love the guitars, I love the way it's recorded, I love every single song. We Love Prison is the weakest song in the album, right? But it's still alright. Still a fucking good song, right? And I never skip it. So that shows you how good there you go. that shows you how good this album is. I never skip any so any song in this album. Oh. And I fucking So this is your second ten in the whole thing other than like Aye. Aye. Oh, and you got that for your re- Maybe <laughs> just <laughs> Oh hey, you gonna give me that as well? Aye, that's the vinyl. That's the vinyl. <laughs> Cheers Tam. Cheers. Tam just gave me his vinyl album. That's the Dietro record <laughs> <laughs> so is. Anyway, no amazing album. Love it. Absolutely love it. Off that's a, a jaw jaw dropper. Love it. There's no aye. Tam, what do you think? Um look, I'm slicing it up, I'm giving it a nine. I'm giving uh, Gatefold a nine. It is like... Is this the new daddy then? It's up up there like... I don't know. This sounds really, really cheesy, right? But you you know you get albums that kind of live with you through different experiences in your life. And you know you've got... You know you've got... Like this is probably an... like a rubbish way to think about it but you know you've got people in your life that you keep with you through all these like like traumatic and shite events and then good events and you've got people that you keep as a constant in your life you've got this and this and this there's somebody with you I think about this album a wee bit like that like it's always been there it's always gonna be there and every time I go back to it it's always gonna give me what I want. Um, it's not my it's not my favourite screamo album. There's there's bits in it that I kind of like maybe it's not a ten, but for me, man, nine out of ten for Gatefold, and I've absolutely loved talking about it with you motherfuckers because I love all you motherfuckers also. What a, Cheers. What Boom. A tremend- yes. what a tremendous. Can I say amazing. one more thing about this record? So. This is, records. Before you say this though, let's just officially confirm right. this has became Scram's Jams podcast. I, mean, I think number one. How are we going to divide it out of 30? How do we do that? It's just you three, right? No, we just ignored me. Just caught <laughs> so that's something to do with some maths. It's, it's 28. 28. 28. Yeah. 28. So. Uh, City sure Capital was 29, 27, 27, so 27, nice. so, so which is fair enough. So, this is your new OG. What I would say, so records, if you come at the king, you best not Even my favourite couple of records, I love them because they, because a lot of the time they make you reflect on like. On, it make you think back to this and you think back to that and you go blah 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 this, that and the other I would generally say that this record the more you listen to it the more some of the songs and the lyrics made me behave differently oh wow because they of the things that were said on the record that's in a way that's like a kind of 
behavioural change this, type thing. Aye. Like the, if you look to some sense. of the... Well, that and a, a couple of our songs. I'd say, like, even as a, as a guitarist, this album influenced me so much. I wanted to sound like this so much. Don't think I ever got there. Found but, like, idea, fucking... I wanted to sound like this so much and like oh, Dave, that's an amazing there's no many say. albums that do that I don't mean it as an appeal like I took it as an instruction to do something I just feel like I just mean that like you know when somebody says something and you go oh, fucking you think about, about it and you go oh, and then it may I, and it's I'm not I, it's hard to explain what the but when something pure yeah I, so so I guess behavioural change or, or like you can't that, really that is some deep shit I love that. Right, cool. Let's uh, let's wrap this up then. So, if you want to follow us on social media, follow us on Twitter at Scrams P. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram at Scrams Jams, and follow us on Facebook at at Scrams Jams, a screamo podcast. Yes, and follow us on uh, Spotify and Apple Music. And yes, let's go. Have a Scrams. happy holidays. Happy Scrams. Merry, happy, Merry Christmas to. I hope all of all you that spend Christmas alone have a really good Screamo <laughs> album <laughs> to, go, to cuddle yeah. up with. Cuddle and up with your Screamo uh, vinyl. I recommend a wee, a wee cheeky. So, a wee cheeky page 99. Me, me, what, what would you pick your, what's your fucking uh, Screamo record? <laughs> Oh, what? What would you list? What Scrams record would you list? You're alone. Christmas. You're, you're alone in Christmas. You're Christmas. You're super down for this alone need to just thing. Snuggle, snuggle a wee Suckle takes the squares. Always, always, <laughs> man. What about a joyful Christmas? Santa takes the square. Joy to the world. Can I tell you something? I'm listening to... It wouldn't be this album. Envy. This guy's basically just like, I'm having tons of sex. Let's go. Merry Christmas from the Scrams Jams boys. Uh, Merry Christmas. Catch you later. We'll see you next year. Bye. Bye.